you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football. Yeah, live in New York City. It's Tuesday, May 9th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, of course, hey. Jason McCourty, of course, and then a two-time Super Bowl champion, 10 years in the league, veteran cornerback mm. Logan Ryan. Still trying to get this man uh, to sign up with the team next year so then we can legitimize his 11th <laughs> year and we can have back and say he's an 11-year vet. We're trying to make it work know, for he's, you, he's pretty good on TV. I know, though. he is. You should he say... get comfortable, you know? Hey, we'll see what the 11 years talking about. I'm excited for opportunity, though. It's been a lot yeah. of fun. We've loved having you. We're happy to have you back day two. We always take pride in the fact that we don't scare anybody away, so that's important. <laughs> Not yet. Well, not yet, exactly. Uh, Kyle, you must be fired up because you're the only person at the table who knows what schedule release really means. Uh, we are two days away from having that now. The 2023 NFL schedule will be revealed. And tomorrow, a uh, little teaser, we are going to unveil the international games and their hosting cities right here on our show. We already know a handful of the teams that were going, but mm-hmm. we don't know the opponents and we don't know what countries they're going to. Yes. So we're going to find out. Ooh. And then begins our pitch for Good Morning Football going to those places. So and until then, we'll pitch that hard. Exactly. Yes. Logan, you league. like the international games, right? Just say hell yes, right? Yes. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good passport stamp. <laughs> All right, time for the lead block. Lead lead block. block. There are still a lot of unknowns lurking in the NFL world, like the schedule, like the international games. Also, here are some mysteries from friend of the show, Rich Eisen, who revealed his top five post-draft mysteries on his show. Starting at five and working our way up, you've got Deshaun Watson and the Browns. What are they doing? Who will win the NFC South? Kind of a still question we have from last Last year, Sean Payton taking over as the head coach in Denver. What, what's that fit going to be like? The Ravens offense with Lamar and some of their key additions and a change of coordinator. And number one, of course, it's Aaron Rodgers and the New mm-hmm. York Jets. So uh, Eisen zeroed in on five good ones, uh, five good mysteries yes. that will all unravel now through the 2023 season. Now, you get to pick from Rich's list or create your own. Uh, but, Logan, you go first. Which mystery are you looking most forward to finding the answer to next season? One, I think it's a great list, but one stands out to me, and it's got to be Sean Payton and these Denver Broncos. Okay, yeah. go on. I mean, 
Sean is a guru from what we know. Uh, he's proven there's a reason why he can sit a year out of football and still be so sought after. And I think Russ is going to cook a little bit more this year. I mean, studies show, averages are, Russ is not going to play that bad again. I don't know what last year was. I don't know if he got in rhythm. I don't know if he was really comfortable. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on there. But I have to believe that Sean Payton coming back, the level of detail, attention to detail, uh, and, I, and, and Russ is a highly detailed guy. I think he'll get Russ back on track, and I think Denver's going to look much different. I mean, I think they have to. They have too much talent. Well, it, Russ gets off rhythm. Okay, the play falls off a little bit. The bottom dropped out. We didn't recognize that player. And I don't want to indulge in that. And fine, it's last year. But as a DB, you, you're same era as Russ. You played in the same league as him as years. What happened? What, what, what did you see? It was very strange. Yeah, I think I saw a player that just wasn't sticking to what he does. I think, I think the offense in Seattle was really based on him throwing these deep ball moonshots. Mm, yeah. And he had those receivers. He had those vertical receivers in Lockett and Metcalf. And he was able to extend plays with this athleticism. And you just didn't see that decision-making being as crisp. He wasn't extending plays as much. And he wasn't able to push the ball vertical as he normally would in, in that offense with Hackett. So I think that Sean Payton's going to go back and do what Russ does best. Mm-hmm. And the short passing game needs to get established to set up the moon ball shots mm-hmm. later on. Well, I'm with you. I actually think that's the most interesting thing, too, because I remember a year ago when he was showing up for training camp and current Broncos players were taking selfies with mm. Russ. Like, he, it was like the Pope had showed up and everybody in training camp with Broncos fans was having this, this incredible rush to see him and get a piece of him. They started 3-10. and 10. I had to look it up again. I'm like, I know they were rough last year. 3-10 and 10 at what point, and then they won a few more games. So Peyton comes in, and, you know, the grandeur and the, the aura of Sean Peyton this offseason has just surged. And that's what happens when you're out of football, and then people start saying, oh, Peyton's great, Peyton's great. So I looked up another thing. 2006, his first year with the Saints, they had 3-13 and 13 the year before. <laughs> Sean Peyton shows up. And they go 10-6, and six, and they go to the title game in his first year. Guys, they were in the NFC title game. I remember it well. It was Drew Brees versus Rex Grossman, and they lost, but they were in it. It was Reggie Bush's when he showed up. So look at what he did. And this is a long time ago, granted. But the idea that Sean Payton is going to show up and just fix the Broncos, do you scoff at it? Do you roll your eyes? I don't know. The Saints were like one of the worst franchises in all of professional sports, not just football. They were really bad. One year to the title game, a couple years later, Super Bowl champs, he did it. He really did it. He has the skin on the wall of showing up to a mess, probably less talented than the Broncos are right now. So if he, the, 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 the elephant in the room, though, is the Mahomes factor is there. Like, the Chiefs thing is always going to be there. So yeah. now he's got to show up and do what he did with the Saints again over a decade and a half later and do it in the same division as Mahomes. We had Peyton on uh, during Super Bowl week. We were down there, and Peter and I were talking to him. Mahomes is like, what are you going to do? And he was like, didn't even blink, not afraid. That's the thing. Like, some new coach is going to be like, well, we're going to do this. Peyton's like, I've been here. I've, I've been this. I've done this. Like, I'm not afraid of Patrick Mahomes. And there was a confidence and a moxie that I think is going to work really well because Russ, very unique guy. Peyton, like, no BS whatsoever. I have my eyes on them. If they could do something the AFC West after that bad of a season last year, massive. Well, you put that full yeah. screen up and you look at that points per game from 15 points to 28 he did a great job. in one season is, is unbelievable. And as I look at the list of mysteries, Sean Payton being there, it's almost like, well, is this a mystery? If he does what he does, Mm -hmm. then you expect it to be on the upward trend for the Denver Broncos. That list, to me, I look at the very bottom, and Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns is a mystery that no one's talking about because you said it last week. It's uncomfortable. You don't know if it's okay to discuss yet. 
but you can discuss the football side of it. And now Watson's going to be back. Last year was only a few games. It was hard to figure out what he was going to be because the last time we saw him was in 2020, a full season with the Houston Texans. Mm. And when he was out there, he was actually a really good football player. When you go back and you look at where he ranked amongst quarterbacks in the NFL that year, I mean, look at that. Everything is in the top five. Any stat you want to look at, it is right there. Deshaun Watson's only 28 years old going into this season. He'll be turning that in September. And this is a Cleveland Browns team where in this division, all we talk about, deservingly so, is Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. We said, all right, Kenny Pickett's on the rise. Let's see what this young guy's going to be. No one's discussing the Cleveland Browns. And this team has Nick Chubb, they have David Njoku, they have Amari Cooper. They just signed Elijah Moore, traded him for the Jets. They have weapons, and if Deshaun Watson can get back to form of something similar to what he was in 2020, this is the mystery that I'm going to be looking at for the season because it's going to be a conversation that we have to discuss from a football standpoint and what the Browns can do and if they're going to be a possible team in the playoffs late in the season, especially in the division Mm. with – the Baltimore Ravens mm, and the Cincinnati and the Bengals. Bengals. Yeah. Mysteries are fun because I think when you know something, it's comfortable. And we could just keep talking about the same stuff over and yeah. over again. So I went to the number four on Rich's list, but I wanted to expand on it a little bit because the NFC South was such a mystery to us last year. Yeah. Kind of a fun mystery. Um, the rookie quarterbacks in the South, in the AFC and the NFC, because the day it's just a new influx of faces mm-hmm. down there. Because we know what we have in Buffalo. We know what we have in Kansas City. And if Stafford all of a sudden becomes a killer again in L.A., we got that. We, we've, we've seen that story unfold. What are we doing in the South between these eight teams? For the first time ever, one division could start three rookie quarterbacks week one, and the AFC South has it if we see mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, and Will Levis. Yeah. I know Levis is a stretch with the Titans, but it could happen. You never know. There are nine times this season, again, if you consider Levis as a part of this with the Titans, there are nine times this season that you would see a matchup between two rookie quarterbacks between these two divisions. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fresh meat on the table, if you will, uh, with these quarterbacks in this division division. Uh, these guys were exciting to watch. The storylines of the draft, they're also really talented. The arrival of their talent at the NFL is what remains a mystery. And I think that's the fun part about watching a Bryce Young come into town, a C.J. Stroud go to Houston, working with the new head coach with D'Amico Ryans, but then Bryce Young going to Carolina and working with a veteran coach and Frank Reich. All of the way the puzzle pieces work here between these two divisions I think is electric. I think it's going to tell us a lot just in year one. If these guys are going to be here year 10, these divisions, it's it's going to be an absolute mystery. And I cannot wait for the post-show meeting when Kyle says, tomorrow, could I please have the four quarterbacks in this division? And then the next day on that show, you're going to say, you want that guy playing for you? You think who's going to beat that guy? Because that's, my MO. that's your MO. I love it. But it actually, it does draw emotion from you where you sit there, you look at those faces, you're like, yeah, I can't figure it out, and mm-hmm. I absolutely can't mm-hmm. between those four quarterbacks. You look at the rookies. What I think what's exciting about it is they're like, listen, we know how this works. One or two of them are not going to work out. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're, they're going to flop. One or two of them are going to be stars, and you three in one division. What do you are you going to look at these rooks yet? Like they're coming in. There, there's there's AFC, NFC. Anybody you really like that pops? Like do you like do you like Bryce Young's game? Have you gotten to see much of these guys? I mean, I think we've all seen Bryce Young's game. Sure. Alabama plays so much, right? Yeah. And I just think to be that size and stature at Alabama and playing the SEC how he has, at the success and the level that he has, mm-hmm. you've got to be able to ball. Yeah, like so you, see, you see these quarterbacks, they're coming yeah. out, they're mobile, they're athletic, but his IQ, he's mm-hmm. a pocket passer, the way he can process. 
I just think, you know, that's going to relate to the modern NFL. Mm -hmm. Modern NFL is more of a space game. It's not as physical as it used to be. If someone lands on him too hard, he's going to get a penalty and draw a penalty. So I honestly honestly think that, man, Bryce Young, with the weapons around him, I think they have good coaching over there in Carolina. And the Carolina, playing them last year was a tough out at the end of the year. They had Sam Darnold playing well. They were running the ball out of their minds. And they played good defense. They messed up Detroit really badly late in the season when Detroit couldn't lose. They, They ran right over him. Yeah. So I, I think the coaching's good over there, and I think that he's got the pieces around him, and he's used to the expectation mm-hmm. of success from Alabama. Yeah, those two divisions are going to be fun to watch. Not a ton of experienced quarterbacks in yeah. there, and a lot of question marks at the quarterback yeah. position. And the NFC South in particular, it's been Saints, Buccaneers for the last five mm-hmm. years. So if the Panthers can come in and ruin the party, mm-hmm. that'd be really fun and mysterious. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the first pick, Carolina Panthers select Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. It's still crazy. Um, it's a blessing. Um, I'm super grateful to be here. With the second pick, the Houston Texans select CJ Stroud. I'm getting emotional. Yes, ma'am. This took a lot of hard work. With the third pick, the Houston Texans select Will Anderson Jr. Relentless motor, high mindset, good motivation, good energy on the team, jumping up and down, and that's what I'm all about. With the fourth pick, the Indianapolis Colts select Anthony Richardson. I'm a bit dynamic player for the franchise, you know. I'm a working, I'm a work hard, I'm a good leader. With the fifth pick, the Seattle Seahawks select Devin Witherspoon, quarterback, Illinois. 
It's time to play a game. Let's play a round of buy-in or keep trying. We're going to list off a couple mm-hmm. statements, and you got to tell us, you buying in or should we keep okay. on moving? Rookie mini camps are in full swing as teams try to get their 2023 draft picks ready for action in week one. Yesterday, our own Mark Ross posted an article on NFL.com listing 10 rookies. Here they are. Uh, he believes are the best in the best position to succeed in 2023. This is what you're looking at. Again, not draft order. This is best position to succeed, according to Mark Ross. So it looks jumbled to you. Uh, this seven jumps out to me right away because you don't yeah. think Hennon Hooker's going to play right away. Mm-hmm. So I guess that, to me, that's kind of an easy mm-hmm. one. But we'll go with it. Bryce Young, top of the list here. Okay. He is in the best position to succeed. That is the statement. Jason, are you buying this? Do you want to keep trying? I'm going to say... Keep trying. trying. Over time, I like where Bryce Young is. I think the coaching staff that surrounds him in Carolina, opportunity in that division to kind of take over. The thing for rookie quarterbacks right away, it's tough to have a ton of success. There's such a huge learning curve as you first get started picking up the playbook, knowing where all your guys are, and then just adjusting to the speed of the NFL. As I look at this list, you look at like a guy like Dalton Kincaid in Buffalo. This is an opportunity. You have Stephon Diggs on one side, Gabe Davis on the outside. Obviously, Dawson Knox mm-hmm. is there. But for Kincaid, you get in there, and there's going to be opportunities for plays designed to go to you. You just got to catch the ball and get up the field with a quarterback like Josh Allen. So I think there's positions on this list where guys just have an easier opportunity to succeed right away. But I obviously do mm-hmm. love the fit of Bryce Young in Carolina and his opportunity to grow with that franchise. What you think, Lowe? Yeah, Jay, I got to agree with you. I, I like Bryce Young. I think he's going to be a good player. I like what Carolina's doing with him. I like that he got taken number one overall. But it's tough on rookie quarterbacks, no matter what. So I'm going to go with keep trying as well. And okay. I like this right. number eight right here, Jordan you like Addison. There you go. Oh, my. Did you see this guy at Pitt, 1,600 yards or whatever he did in college? <laughs> I mean, he went off, Bolitnikoff winner. Then he transfers to, US, mm-hmm. transfers to USC, mm-hmm. probably seen a double team every single game he plays because he's the Blitnikoff winner. Yep. And he still has a great year. Goes in the first round. And I like his fit across from Justin Jefferson. He's a route runner. He's savvy. He reminds you a lot of Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And I think Kirk Cousins has shown, he goes into that Thielen role, and sure. Kirk Cousins has shown that these guys get off in that Minnesota offense. Mm-hmm. Everything based off of Dalvin Cook, and then you have the uh, play-action pass game. I think Jordan Addison plugs right in. A day-one starter goes for 1,000 yards his rookie year. Ooh, Damn. spicy. You, you know all the it. tricks. What do, you do, what do you do against rookie wideouts? How do you mess with them? I mean, you got to get up in their face and play some press coverage. Yeah. I mean, th- those guys haven't faced press coverage man-to-man like they'll face in the NFL. It's uh-huh. the toughest jump for a rookie receiver. Reading coverage and getting off the line of scrimmage. I mean, sure. we're professional at what we do. So he hasn't seen that, but they can free him up on offense with uh-huh. the run game. The yeah, better yeah. they run the ball, the play action, it gets people to back off. Okay. And uh, he's able to have run routes on air a little bit. And I think Justin Jefferson is coming out of tremendous success. Hell yeah. yeah. Addison fits in right across. <laughs> thousand yard season as a rookie. I'm going to say keep trying to. It feels good to put Bryce Young up there. And we all rooting for him. And he's a great dude. Like, do you love the Panthers huddle this year? Yeah. Are, do you love DJ Chark and yeah. Terrace Marshall? And, like, those are some <laughs> nice players and stuff. But, like, we got to give this guy some real, real tools that they will start to add in the next coming years. I, I actually – I like a name that's not even up there. I, I like Levis because Levis ain't going to play. Guys, Ryan Tannehill is good. 
I mean, he is really good. I, I think he's com- completely underrated. I think he's disrespected. I don't think there's a chance Levis sees the field week one. And I think he's just going to sit and sit and sit. Mm-hmm. The day after the draft, Ryan Leaf came in and said, Will Levis one night one of the draft by yeah. not being drafted, which was a wild take, Leaf, but I actually respect it. I think Levis is set up to succeed. Let's check in five years from now Ooh. and see how that goes. I agree with you with, with Bryce Young. He did get Thielen, though, so that kind of like gives a veteran presence in the huddle, but it's like, not, I'm not sure it's quite mm. enough. Yeah. <laughs> I like the only yeah. I like it too. It's a good list. I, I just can't believe how low Devin yeah. Witherspoon is in Seattle. We know what Pete Carroll can do. Uh, we all agreed that we think the Seahawks yeah. had the best draft of 2022 when they got uh, Tariq Woolen mm-hmm. and Kobe Bryant. So they already have this awesome secondary that was just fun. They've got a rookie running back coming out of the backfield. Um, and the fact that he can come in, the comparison was Troy Palomalu yes. from Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, which is like, you say, that, you say that with intention when you say, oh, I, he reminds me of Troy Palomalu from a mentality. But if that's the mental game that this guy's coming in at Ooh. from Illinois, that's a beautiful thing. And I think, again, the Seahawks secondary would be awesome in that division, especially. they got to be able to ball. Devin Witherspoon, I think that's okay. an awesome fit. All right. Yesterday, Logan Ryan says some things. He said yesterday that he played in the two greatest Super Bowls of all time. Super Bowl 49 when the Patriots beat the Seahawks and 51 when the Pats defeated the Falcons. Super Bowl 51, here's a statement, mm-hmm. was the best Super Bowl of all time. Jason, are you buying this or are you going to tell us to keep I appreciated trying? what you said. Those are, those are two <laughs> of the best Super Bowls I've ever watched. But I'm going with 43, the Arizona Cardinals against the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game was in Tampa. And my goodness, was this one fun. Big play after big play after big play. Steelers get out and they get hot. Next awesome. thing you know, Arizona's driving and James Harrison picks this ball up 100 yards to take it all the way back for a touchdown. The game's about to go into halftime 10 to 7. This changes things 17 to 7 <laughs> going into half. I still think Larry's going to catch him every you time I watch And it was so I close. So never, close. And, and scores a touchdown. And Arizona ends up down 20 to 7 in the fourth. Comes storming back. A huge play from Fitzgerald. And then this play. Big Ben throwing it up to Santonio. Holmes and him getting those toes down right in the corner of the end zone. Big play after big play. I would go with Super Bowl 53 because it was such a great yeah. defensive performance, but I don't want to hear Kyle complain. Oh. So I still don't know if Santonio's second foot was down either. Ooh. Like There's so much left on this one to chew on. I think it's great. I think it's a great take that you played in the best two Super Bowls ever because mm-hmm. I've told Jason many times that he played in the worst Super Bowl ever. Yeah. The most unwatchable, <laughs> yeah. terrible. I mean, that game was awful. Amazing. Um, Jared Goff versus Brady and Gronk made one play. You played great, well. A great pass. Great play. Goff. Thank you. Um, the, 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 what is a great Super Bowl thing is interesting because, like, the the Kurt Warner uh, versus the Titans one that came down to the yeah. last yard, yeah. it was actually a really boring game for, like, three quarters. It was really mm. ugly and then came alive in the fourth. So was that the best game? I may be going rogue from production here, but the best game I've ever seen was Patriots-Eagles in which Tom Brady broke every Super Bowl passing record, yeah. threw for 500 yards. This wasn't just and talk and stray hand like messing Brady up. Brady went off Mm. and he lost to Nick Foles? Yes, he did. And Nick Foles caught a touchdown pass in that game off the hand of a third-string tight end who got the ball from a third-string running back and this was fourth (laughs) and goal. The Eagles had LeGarrette Blunt. They could have easily run it and they said, screw it. We're doing this play and they beat Brady and maybe the best game Brady has ever played. Mm. He lost to Nick Foles. That was the one for me. Crazy. No defense at all, guys, except for Brandon Graham making one play, but that was my favorite. You know why New England was missing? Logan Ryan on the defensive mm. side. Of the ball. Mm, they were missing good. Malcolm Butler, too, for that some reason we yeah. still haven't understood yet. That but. was the storyline of that Super Bowl. Mm. This one, Malcolm Butler played in the one I'm talking about. Yeah. And that's that Super Bowl 51. And oh, this I remember great. being in, in, in the locker room at halftime 
And it is silence. And I remember Deron Harmon, my boy, okay. on the bike saying, this is going to be the greatest comeback of all time. And Brady's slamming his helmet, LFG really loud. Right. And we go out, Ooh. we run out in the second half. And I mean, you're talking about the stops that we need to make this catch by element off the shoe here. You're talking about three two-point conversions that had to go our way yeah. Yeah. in order to get these points back in time. A defensive stop almost every drive of the second half and fourth quarter. And James White capping it off in the end. I love you, James White. Thanks for the ring. Sweet feet. So I honestly feel like the drama in this game. And then it gets to overtime. First mm -hmm. ever Super Bowl in overtime. First mm -hmm. ever in overtime. So you get that and you get extra. And then I remember we win the coin toss in overtime before the new rules. And I take my cleats off. And I said, yeah, we're going to win this. <laughs> we're not getting the ball back. Brady scored, <laughs> Brady scored every drive in the fourth quarter. Gets all the two-point uh. conversions necessary. And then we win the, the coin flip. <laughs> cleats were off. I'm on the bench. We're winning this Super Bowl, and just like clockwork, I think we outconditioned them. And I just saw a team. It was the rope a dope tactic. Mm. We were on the ropes early in the game. We were down. It was not as planned. Just how you drew it up. But yeah. then we <laughs> tired them out. I think the second half in overtime, we obviously dominated the game and came back and gave you the greatest Super Bowl of all time. Oh my God! Good sell. answer. I had another one, but I don't even want to do it because it, that's, <laughs> that's a pretty good, good sell. That's too right, right. Exactly. I'm going to buy this. So you're telling me that if Bill Belichick had looked over at you, you are sitting on that bench with your shoes off, and you had the guts to do that in the time of the Super Bowl, I need, the footage. I, need, I need this to be confirmed. Hey, Spot shadow on the bare feet. Really? He wasn't looking at me. He was watching that yeah. field. I know. Man, the stress. Like, you know that panic when you're looking for your helmet, let alone, yeah. wait, i got to tie my shoes back on. Well, listen, his Thurman Thomas infamously lost his helmet during the Super Bowl. What if there was an interception and be like, Logan, get in there. I took my shoes off. <laughs> Get out there in your socks now. Malcolm, Malcolm would have went in. Malcolm Butler would have been yeah. right. He was allowed to go in? Yeah. Okay. Right. All right, good. Uh, uh, questionable. Coming up, we'll never know. Which defensive back deserves more credit in today's NFL? Which rookie DB is ready to become an absolute star? Jason and Logan, they have answers for us next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Back on Good Morning Football. We got two-time Super Bowl champion Logan Ryan back with us today. So it's time for another edition of Back to Back. We're going to go over some of our favorite current and all-time DBs. And we're going to get it started. We want to talk about a guy that's playing who has plenty of attributes about him. And we talk plenty about the Sauce Gardeners, the Jalen Ramseys of the league. But there's a whole bunch of other, whether it's a corner, whether it's a safety, that doesn't get as much love as they deserve. So right now we're going to talk about our current DB who deserves more love and more credit. I'm going to get us started. I'm going down to the A in Atlanta, the Falcons, with A.J. Terrell, a cornerback, drafted high, coming out of Clemson. This guy has been a really good football player, but has dealt with some injuries, was second-team All-Pro in 2021, and now adds a safety alongside him and Jesse Bates coming over from the Bengals. This guy, if healthy, will go out there and strap your favorite receiver each and every Sunday. But we don't get a chance to watch Atlanta that much. They're not on primetime. We're on Thursday night footballs against the Panthers. It's a little bit of a doozy, and we kind of sleep through it. But A.J. Terrell is a special guy. Smooth, stands at the line of scrimmage, was able to mirror move whatever receiver you love. A.J. Terrell, a guy that I think we're going to have to give a lot more love to this upcoming season. Lowell, who's a guy that you like? I like A.J. Terrell. He's got number one quarterback uh, attributes to him. We know he's the guy in Atlanta. I got a guy that got two All-Pros mm. already. A guy named Kevin Byard okay. in Tennessee. Not Kevin Bird. I don't even know if people even spell <laughs> his name right or say his name right. This guy has 27 career interceptions, mm-hmm. a two-time All-Pro, a multiple Pro Bowler, a leading tackler. Oh, and he's missed zero games in his career. This to, to be on pace to have 30 or 40 picks in your career, Jay, you know that is Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah. That is not normal, but he plays in a small market in Tennessee, and people don't see him a lot. People don't know about him, but he is a leader of their defense. He's available every single week. He's a top performer, and teams know he's going to pick the ball off. Yeah. And he does it every single year. Last year alone, he had 100-plus tackles and four interceptions. If I have that, I'm asking to go to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Those are Pro Bowl numbers. You know what the Titans asked him to do? Take a pay cut. Woo! Um, That's disrespect. Talk about it. That's disrespect. So... Titans, if you're listening, Kevin Byer's not taking a pay cut. He doesn't deserve to. If he's in a bigger market, if he's in a New York market, if he's in a Dallas market, we'd be talking to this guy like he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. His numbers are ridiculous. He's tremendous. I played with him. He's a great teammate. He practices every day. He brings it every week. Yeah. And he's available to his teammates, and he's performing, too. I think that's a guy that deserves way more respect. Wow, love, love this guy wow. coming out of Middle Tennessee State, getting Ooh, it done week yeah. in and week out. Two weeks ago, we saw a total of 56 defensive backs get drafted by teams across the entire NFL. Which rookie DBs are we most excited to see in their NFL debut? We're going to go with a guy that slid in the first round, Joey Porter Jr. At the draft, we saw clips of his dad talking to him as the first round was ending. Use it as motivation. Don't let this thing stop you. We are proud of you no matter where you end up going. Day two of the draft. He goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dad was all-pro, Pro Bowl-type player, won a Super Bowl, Joey Porter Jr., following in his footsteps. I want to see the chip on this guy's shoulder when he goes out there to prove all 32 teams wrong for passing on him mm. in the first round. A big physical corner, loves to get in your face, loves to tackle, and he has a veteran in the room with him, Patrick Peterson, that he can mm. learn from. Said he wants to wear number 24 
following in Ike Taylor's footsteps, a guy that he grew up watching, and Ike played with a ton of attitude. I can't wait to see how Joey Porter Jr. shows up out there on game day. So just like you guys, man, I watched the first round NFL draft. I was amped. I love seeing these DBs get picked up. Yeah. And then I saw a guy, Emmanuel Forbes. Okay. The commanders, you guys got yourself one. And what I what I saw that is interesting is I saw six foot, 166 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was 166 pounds when I was 15 years old in high school. So I'm like, hold on, that don't add up. But then I looked a little more and I saw this highlight tape pop up. You got 14 career interceptions. Yeah. That's not easy to do in college, in SEC. And you have six career pick sixes. That's breaking an FBS record. There's only breaking one it. guy to ever do that. That's Emmanuel Forbes. This guy reminds me of a slim Aqib Tlaib. Mm. Okay. The thing oh. about the NFL nowadays, it's about playmakers on defense. Those are guys who got paid. Those are guys who go to all pro. You got to know how to turn the ball over. Look at this right here. This one is another pick sixes. This guy knows how to find the ball and he knows what to do when he gets it. And that's when I played with Aqib Tlaib, that's what he did. Aqib had one rule. If we get a turnover on defense, toss it to him because he's going to score. That's the Ed Reed rule about him. This guy knows how to score. He scores a lot on defense. Emmanuel Forbes, if you're six foot, 166 pounds playing the SEC, you go in the first round, you can ball. He's got a, yep. a great skill set. I'm looking forward to it. And don't let his size fool you because he'll hit people too. Emmanuel Forbes, as of right now, there are 36 defensive backs in the Hall of Fame with three more set to be inducted in August. Rondé Barber, Darrell Revis, and Ken Riley. Which current DB do you think has a chance to be a Hall of Famer one day when it's all said and done. I think there's one currently that I got my eye on and uh, someone I've been watching a lot mm -hmm. in, the, in the league and study his game, and that's Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. I mean, Gilly Lock is a clan. Oh I think he had a great season last year. And honestly, Gilly's been doing this for a long time. He's one of the rare guys that you can lock on a guy and push coverage. Mm -hmm. We really haven't seen that since Darrell Revis, yep. the ability to shut down a side of the field, press man-to-man -man every play. He's making receiver earn it. He doesn't fear him. And he got a defensive player of the year. And that is really hard to do at the DB position. Air. Every year, defensive player of the year is just another pass rusher. Mm -hmm. It's just another pass rusher. Trayvon Diggs doesn't get defensive player of the year with 11 picks. 11 picks is like getting 30 sacks. People don't yeah. do that yep. ever. Yep. That's hard to do. He was able to finally do it. Charles Woodson's another defensive player of the year as, as a DB. This guy is special. And for you to get a defensive player of the year at DB and be doing it the level you've been doing it on an island, that's the first bout of Hall of Fame. It's hard to go against Stephon Gilmore. We did a, a tiers of cornerbacks, and I didn't have him in my tier. He hit me up yesterday, oh. right? So wow. you're telling me I'm in tier two now? I was like, wow. I was like, Gilly, I, I apologize. I, I, oh, I couldn't fit with so many guys. You're still one of the best <laughs> defensive player of the year. He was my selection as the Hall of Famer, but I went with another guy once you chose him. Patrick Peterson. This is a guy that has played at a high level throughout his entire career, starting in Arizona, being drafted in the first round. Not only a dog on the defensive side of the ball, but also a return specialist. Gone to the Pro Bowl for that as well. Eight Pro Bowls, three times, first team All-Pro. This guy now going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, coming over from Minnesota. Patrick Peterson, one of the most athletic cornerbacks playing the game while he was playing there. Now, let's get into the last one. Now, both of us played, I played for a long time, 13 years, you're going on year 11. Yeah. You watch players all throughout the league and you see different skill sets from certain guys. Is there a player that you look at and say, hey, I wish I had this trait because it could have possibly changed my game? Yeah, for me, that's got to be Mel Blunt. Mm. And I got to throw back the footage. Tell people who my, Mel Blunt is. My football historian. You got to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers in his day. This guy is a reason why they have pass interference 47, nowadays. baby. He is out here <laughs> annihilating people. 
His size and his speed. I remember interviewing him one time, and this guy is six foot three, 210 pounds, running a legit low 4-4 back in the day when they didn't train for the combo. <laughs> he put his hand in the dirt and ran a 4-4 at 6-3. I mean, his size and speed and his tenacity, Ooh. if I had that, I would literally be playing 20 plus years in the mm-hmm. league nowadays. So there's only one and only Mel Blunt. I think he set the tone for the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and what that you know organization's about. The one thing we love on this show is showing old footage of Mel Blunt. Mm-hmm. I'm going with another guy, Charles Woodson, because oh. he was an absolute ball hawk when he was out there on the field. So much as a ball hawk, his last season, Charles Woodson was 39 years old. Five interceptions at 39 years old. Throughout his entire career, he figured out how to get the ball. 65 interceptions, 33 forced fumbles. He was an absolute force, whether he was playing corner, whether he was playing safety, whether he was young, whether he was old. So for me, I look back at my career. If I could have had these ball hawking skills, hell, just give me all of Charles Woodson's talent. He's like yeah, a I was up player. <laughs> yeah, perfect yeah. DB. He was up for the Heisman in college. Just a beautiful thing right there. Guys, what do you think, Kyle? I'm the Heisman in college. Yeah. Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf, and Randy Moss for the Heisman. Uh, one thing, Stephon Gilmore, I think, was robbed of Super Bowl MVP. I think he yep. should have gotten it. Yep. Yep. Uh, Logan, tell us just a little more on Kevin Bayard. I feel like this really hits a nerve for you, dude. <laughs> Empty the tank, man. He's talking to Rand Carthon right here on I mean, the show. I just think, you know, it's hard to be consistent in this yeah. league. Like, we take consistency for, gravity, for, uh, for granted. And honestly, Kevin to be available every game and for him to produce the level he produces every single yeah. year... And to be asked to take a pit, who wants to go to their job, mm-hmm. do it well, do it right. the best in the building, and then say, oh, by the way, you should probably take a pay cut. Yeah. I just, I, I don't think that guys relate to that well, and I don't think Kevin does, and I think that he's just going to prove it with his play again. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.